0: Hey Squires, what's up? Welcome to another Phantology breakdown of the Rhythm of War pre-release chapters. I'm covering chapters 4 and 5 in this video, and there is a lot going on here. Happy to get into it and break it down. Before we do so, let me mention that if you like Phantology, check us out on social media at Books at www.fantologybooks. Dot com. We are running a few different things right now. Check our Twitter and join our Top Fantasy Character Duos tournament that we're going to be running throughout August. The winner will receive some cool merch from our merch shop. If you're interested in that, you can check that out. You can also check us out on Patreon. So there's a lot of ways to join Phantology. Also on Discord, chat with us and let us know what series you would like us to cover and what we missed in these Rhythm of War videos. But let's get to it. So in Chapter 4, Chapter 4 was shorter compared to Chapter 5. But in Chapter 4, this is some, a continuation of the previous action with Shalon slash Vale slash Radiant. We need like a, a mashup name for this character at this point because she's really not even just Shalon any longer. But Shalon Vale, Radiant has been kidnapped by the Sons of Honor on purpose, she is investigating Alali Sadius, Toral Sadius's wife, who we now think has taken over the Sons of Honor and poses some kind of growing threat. Even Dalinar is concerned about her. However, in this chapter, I'm just kind of wondering why. Like, these guys seem so inept and just frankly kind of dumb, Shallan tricks them incredibly easily i mean i guess she is a light weaver and that's kind of what she does well but at the same time these guys just don't seem very menacing there's a lot of other enemies and groups out there that we're a little more concerned about like the ghost floods for sure have a little more menace to them than the sons of honor who just kind of seem stupid unfortunately And in this chapter, we see Shallan just tricking them and and getting close. They reveal that Alali is, in fact, connected to them and, and leading them. They refer to her as the rightful queen of Kolinar, and Dalinar is an imposter. So I do like that Sadius is still the villain in some form after, you know, the great villain that he was in Way of Kings and Words of Radiance. So hopefully his wife. Carries the torch a little bit here. But I hope that the Sons of Honor can... I hope that the Sons of Honor can become more capable. And a group that I fear a little bit more. We do hear... Or we do learn that someone close to Dalinar is a traitor. So maybe that is the beginning of something that we can actually... You know, be concerned about. Because frankly, I'm not too worried about these guys. The cooler... The much cooler part of these release chapters was in Chapter 5, this large-scale Windrunner fight with the Heavenly Ones. These are the Flying fuse, basically the Windrunner version of the Fused. We learn that there are over 300 Windrunners out there now. So one thing that I'm learning from these Oathbringer chapters is we've missed a lot in the past year. I mean, that makes sense. A year has passed. I mean, in the first three books, not. I don't want to say how much time has passed because I'm going to get it wrong but probably not a year has passed or if it has like near not as long. And a lot happened in those three books. And so now we've let a year pass. So obviously, uh, you know, we've missed a lot and we are catching up in these chapters. And so we've learned there are 300 of our windrunners. Now Kaladin is leading them, but he's got this depression going on. That's even getting even worse. And his, his men and, and women squires are concerned about him. They have got some information from the Herald Ash, so the Heralds are working more directly with the Radiance now. This is good news for our heroes. Kaladin has had a few encounters with Leshwi, who appears to be the leader of these Heavenly One Fused, and he knows her well enough to know. It sounds like she's died in the past, and he recognizes her again in this new body. Again, the Fused come back. Every time they are killed, they come back with the onset of the newer everstorm so this is interesting and towards the end of the fight kaladin has a chance to kill one of the fused but he chooses not to maybe out of mercy maybe just out of the fact that like what's the point of wasting my time killing you when you're just coming back with everstorm so this doesn't appear to be a very sustainable strategy for our heroes if the enemy is coming back every time the everstorms comes back which are fairly often so this isn't looking great speaking of the growing numbers of windrunners so there are a lot more squires the squires appear to have ranks attached to them Kaladin refers specifically to cp4 as a rank sounds like sanderson is almost pulling like a magic the gathering thing although i'm not super familiar with that game but i imagine there are some ranks there so maybe that's what this is but Anyway, there are power levels, and anyone below CB4 was not invited to participate in this fight, unfortunately. But there are so many squires and oncoming windrunners that actually the bottleneck here is the number of honor sprint willing to form the nail bond with our Nation Knights Radiant. So, this is interesting. We don't know if there are just a shortage of honor sprint out there. Or if there's a group of honor spren that are unwilling to make this bond happens. Like is there something going on in Shadesmar behind the scenes that we're not privy to? Some drama amongst the spren. Maybe the Stormfather who didn't want this to happen in the first place has has told his honor spren to, to back off a little bit. Although that would seem strange since he is bonded to Dalinar. I think we will get more of this. I think we'll see more of Shadesmar. We do, in this chapter, see a brief glance of Shadesmar when Dalinar forms a convergence of the realms to power up his Windrunner crew. And when this happens, again, they can just draw as much Stormlight as they want. It's just like a, a direct pipeline into power. So this is a very nice ability that Dalinar has, a way that the Bondsmiths can more directly affect the battle, at least our one Bondsmith. We'll see what happens. I think we'll get more Bondsmiths later in this book i'm excited to see that they mentioned that in previous engagements the strategy amongst the enemy has been to go for dalinar but in this case that is not the strategy in this large battle and again these these battles are interesting because it's kind of just like this one-on-one combat the fused have this sense of honor amongst them or this is the way that they fight at least so everyone gets into these different duels kaladin is dueling Leshwi, which kind of involves them really just chasing each other around. The fuse are much better at navigating and and moving around, but the Windrunners can move faster because they have access to Stormlight and Surges. I'm a little confused on what the Fused can actually do. It seems like they just have this natural ability to fly, and they're not flying based off of lashings. That's how I'm reading it at least my understanding of the fuse was that they only have access to one lashing, not the two that each Order of the knights Radiant have. So again, this is why the Windrunners can fly so well, they've got both of the, the lashings, but, or, or sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say lashings, I should say surges. They've got access to both of the surges that are going to help them fly. The fuse seem to just have this natural ability to fly around, and they do have a single surge, unless I'm understanding this terribly wrong, they do have a single surge. But they don't use this very often. So there's something else going on here that allows them to fly. And maybe this is the same thing that allows that collar variety of fused that we saw in the previous chapter to transport himself around, himself, itself, I guess. That fused appears briefly towards the end of Kaladin's engagement after Leshwi is able to escape him she seems to really just be scouting out the fourth bridge so at least this time the fused were not trying to fight they were just trying to gather intel on navani's new flying behemoth and towards the end kaladin is again set upon by the red spark fused and the fuse doesn't appear kaladin identifies it he's been watching out for it and he flees immediately he is not prepared to fight this thing, at least not right now. He he runs away, so really not a whole lot of action actually happens in terms of winners and losers of this fight. I think we'll see more in subsequent chapters because this chapter ends with Kaladin going to fight Leshwi again. So this conflict is definitely not over. We do see several other members of Bridge 4 that we know and love. We see Teft coming in with a nice white beard. Looking very impressive now. He's not nearly as rumpled as he has in the past. So that's nice to see because Teft was a guy that I think we all have a soft spot for. Speaking of, Rock is also on screen for a second. He lashes a spear to Kaladin. So Rock has access to lashings. He is a Knight's Radiant as well, or at least a Squire. I don't think it actually explicitly says but either way, he would not be fighting because that's just not rock, even though he did kill Amaram at the end of the third book. However, his daughter Kord does appear to be a fighter. she has Amaram's shard bow strung over her back and has access to a full set of shard plate that she has earned from Amia. She's found this from Amia. is like this forbidden island off the coast. We saw this. Briefly, in an interlude, this was the one where the Soulcaster turned herself into smoke. And there's some lore around this that's a big unknown. So I'm way interested to hear what happened here. So Kord, who I think is has potential to be a pretty cool character, did something here in Amia. So I, I assume we'll get more of that. Really, thus far, into Rhythm of War, it's just been a bunch of like, here's what you missed, and also... The things that you miss, there's a lot of minor details here or there that may be more or less important going forward. Speaking of some minor details, the Fused have these weapons that are powered by gemstones and have this special silvery metal that can drain investiture, drain away your stormlight. So this has almost certainly got to be aluminum based off of what we know of this metal from Mistborn Era 2. So that's cool. This is a nice crossover. We already saw this in Oathbringer when Kaladin is defending the walls in Kolinar. We saw Aluminum there. So Sanderson is starting to slowly cross over his worlds more and more. I'm excited to see more of this. Some backstory on Leshwi as well. I wanted to mention Leshwi, if you forgot, appears in Oathbringer. Moash kills her at the beginning of Oathbringer. She frees him in Kolinar later on and then gives him the charge to kill Yezirin. And then, after he does so, she presents him with his honor blade, with the Herald Yezirin's honor blade, and names him Vire. So, we haven't seen Moash yet in Rhythm of War in these pre release chapters. I'm sure we will, but we have seen now Leshwi. So, things are starting to come together. A little more and who knows perhaps in the past year moash has been spotted by kaladin and his windrunner squad i would not be surprised to finish up with shallan's chapter here well actually she appears then in a scene in chapter five and she tricks she continues to trick the sons of honor with her light weaving she says she has sketchings of the schematics of these new fabrials and they believe her, and just as she's about to be initiated further, I guess Adolin has decided this is too far, he is observing from the sidelines, saw all happening in a chasm somewhere, and Adolin and his guys were there ready to rush in if things went south, and unfortunately that is what he has mistakenly decided has happened, so that scene ends with Adolin coming in and Shallan's like oh brother you know my husband don't do not do this right now you're you're kind of screwing things up for me so we'll see where it goes from there and then at the end of Kaladin's portion so Roshone who is our villain right lord guy from primarily from Way of Kings is back on screen here he's turned into a little more pitiable slash maybe slightly noble character like he's realized that he needs to get on board a little bit here and he alerts dalinar to some prisoners that are being held two prisoners interested to see who these guys are there's no way that these two prisoners that are mentioned are just randoms so we'll i guess we'll see this in the next chapters hopefully and we go off with an edge dancer to free them and then and then kaladin jumps up into the sky again to fight leshwi and those are the chapters so again these chapters come out every tuesday infantology will be reviewing them the next day so every wednesday morning and our crew here would love to have you join our discord and chat with us about your theories for rhythm of war looking forward to that i think i'm starting to form some ideas of what's going to happen in the book but uh, but again my main takeaways are just this huge time skip and we're slowly getting more and more clues here and it seems like some long-standing ideas have are, are in fact coming into fruition, like this whole thing with, the, with the, the Next Ideal and the Cousin Spren forming the Shard Plate. Again, there were some more hints at that happening. So that's almost certainly going to happen. One of my, not crackpot theories, but theories that seems to have a little some more support that we were talking about on Discord this week, was this idea that at the end of the at the end of the fifth book, at the end of the first set of Stormlight books, our current heroes would reform the Oath Pact, and then the next set of Stormlight books would still be having the, these guys as characters, but maybe shift the focus to other Knights Radiant, and who knows what's going on with the conflict with the Fused and with Odium at that point? But that seems to be something that's been hinted at, and a lot of people are behind that. So I'll just throw that out as a theory that Phantology has looked into a bit and I'll try to come up with some more theories. I Obviously, there are some. I had some weird theories for Oathbringer that were a complete fail. But thanks for listening and tune in to our future episodes again every week and look out for our Deadhouse Gates review by Steven Erickson coming out at the end of this week. So this has been Steven and Phantology, and see everyone next time.